If you need a good song to get you pumped up, that's it. That song is very prophetic of the times. We need to speak to the dry bones. A couple of quick announcements before we get going. Um, to those of you that helped with Joyce Wanzers, you may or may not know, we helped her out. We got her some new carpet. Uh, she wanted to say thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, she's extremely appreciative of the guys that helped out get that done. We got her stuff moved out of the way and cleaned up, put back, all that good jazz. So she's in good shape now. Um, also, this Wednesday uh, is our teaching service on Wednesday night instead of prayer. So Wednesday night, 7 o'clock here. Um, come and hear the word. We need the word. Um, and then one more round on the brick outside. We destroyed the brick. We got rid of the old brick. We got the wall rebuilt. Everything's put back and ready for the stone. The stone is supposed to be in this Friday. So two weeks from yesterday, Saturday the 8th, we are going to do another work day and we're going to try and get the bulk of that stone put on there. Again, we'll provide lunch and all that good jazz. So if you're able to come and help, um, you know, ideally eight guys or eight people. It doesn't have to be guys, but eight people that could be there that would give us two to a section to get that thing knocked out. And I think we could get it done pretty decent like. So if we got more, we can take more. If you can only come a few hours, you only come a few hours. You got to do what you got to do. I understand. But Saturday the 8th, starting at 9 a.m. And again, we'll have lunch for you. If you could come help us get the stone put on front there and get rid of our tieback look, we'd be in good shape there. Amen. Before we get started this morning, I've been saying it, and I'm just going to keep saying it because eventually somebody's going to get it. But right now is the greatest time ever to be alive as a Christian. Yeah, but with all the rioting and the coronavirus, no, right now is the greatest season of God to be alive in, coming as we speak. Yeah, but they're starting to try and close churches. It's illegal to do church. Did you know California, there's some counties that are making it illegal to have church. So it might look the exact opposite, but I'm telling you, right now is the greatest time to be alive as a Christian ever. God is going to pour out His Spirit in the days ahead in ways that you've never seen before, we've never experienced. I have read some awesome books about the things of God and the way God has moved in history, and I desire and hunger for it, and I know in my heart this is going to supersede that. It's going to be the greatest time in the days ahead. So stand up this morning. Let's worship God. Let's thank God for the freedoms that we do have here to worship Him. Father, we thank you for the opportunity this morning to come into your presence worship you as one body under one God. In Jesus' name, amen. Because you are, you are, you are my freedom we lift you higher lift you higher your love your love your love never ending oh oh, oh. you are alive in us nothing can take your place and you are all we Set us free. 
was lost with a broken heart You picked me up, now I'm set apart In the ash I was born again Raised my safe in the Savior's sands For more than my words could say I'll follow you, Lord, for all my days I'll fix my eyes, follow in your ways Ripple free in unending grace
don't you go ahead and be seated this morning. There's no prison wall that you can't break through, no mountain you can't move. Things are possible, and there's no broken body you can't raise, no soul that you can't save. Things are possible. Darkest night, you can light it up. You can light it up. God of revival, so let hope arise. Death is overcome, and you've already. in victory and now you see it forever on your throne so why should my heart fear what you've defeated I will trust in you alone why should my heart fear Why should my heart feel that you defeated? I will trust in you alone. There's no prison wall that you can't break through, no mountain you can't move. All things are possible. There's no You can light it up. You 
Come awaken your people. Come awaken the city. Oh God of revival, pour it out, pour it out. Every stronghold will crumble. Hear the chains at the ground. God of revival, pour it out, pour it out. Come awaken your people, come awaken our cities. God of revival, pour it out, pour it out. Hear the song of Why should my heart be? 
Spirit of God would say, what are your eyes looking at today? What are your ears listening to? The voice of the world which promotes a spirit of fear. Are you taking hold of my promises? Because that's what you should hold dear. Have not I promised that I was coming soon? So you must set your affections on me and not the things of the world in this hour. Because you will not derive any strength or power from that. It's important that you listen to what I'm saying in this new day. It's a time to draw near to me. It's a time to pray. It's a time to seek my face. If you desire to finish this race, for I have ordained you a son and a daughter of the Most High God, a king and a priest, that is what I see. So stay focused, church, and keep your eyes on me, the author and the finisher of your faith. And that which I have begun, I will surely finish. And you will limp, and you, or you will run, and you will not limp across the finish line. Because you are my vessel, my child, and you are mine. So guard your heart in this hour. Pray in the Spirit and I will empower you. I will raise you up to be strong in this new day. So don't be afraid. Don't entertain thoughts of fear. But know that I hold you fast. I love you. And the thoughts that I think towards you are thoughts of peace and not of evil. To give you a future, a hope, an expected end. So don't look back. Look ahead, for the future's bright. And I'm calling my church to rise up in this hour. To be strong and full of my power. And to demonstrate my healing virtue. Good things ahead for my people that keep their eyes looking up. And their hearts softened and open and receptive to my word. Father, we worship you. Holy One, we honor you this morning in this house.
forgive us for listening to the wrong voices now. Help us, Holy Spirit, stay focused on the good things that are ahead. The future is bright. It's not full of fear and dread. So keep your heads held high. For royalty you are. So act like it. Show the world who I really am. The one that goes about doing good and healing all that are oppressed of the enemy. We love you this morning. We thank you, Spirit of God, for the spirit of prophecy, which edifies, encourages, and brings comfort. Oh, I want everybody stand up and look up. Take your eyes and look up as a sign that you heard what the Spirit is saying. Look up for your redemption draw not. Set your affections on things above and get them off of the things of earth. And open your ears, church, to hear what the apostles, the, the prophets are saying in this hour. Not to retreat, but to go forward and press into the things of the kingdom. Oh, Lord, I thank you. Harvest Church's eyes are on you. Turn our hearts in the direction that we need to go. And order our steps daily in your word. And iniquity will not have dominion over us. We shall fulfill our spiritual destiny corporately, individually, in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Father. We love you, Lord. We welcome you to do a deep work in our hearts. Oh, root out all that does not belong there. Holy Spirit, root out all that does not belong there. Do a deep work in our root life. That our spiritual roots will go down deep in the days ahead. And we shall bear fruit upward. Much fruit. We thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. It's time for some of you in this room today to begin to see yourself as a son and daughter. 
not just this individual with weaknesses, but an individual that can become strong and mighty through the Word of God. Don't put down those gifts and graces that I've placed within you, but cultivate the soil of your heart and develop those gifts. And don't allow yourself to be distracted and discouraged, but to be empowered and full of courage. For that is my way. So begin to see yourself in a new way this day. And walk out of this building with your head held high. Saying to yourself, I have something to do. I have somewhere to go. Because I'm a child of the King. And He's made me a ruler and master of everything. Oh, Father, forgive us for looking down upon ourselves and giving heed to our insecurities. Find out who you are in the book of life and see yourself through my eyes. For the greater one resides within you. And remind yourself of that every day. The greater one lives in you. And you have something important to say. For I'll fill your mouth with my word and you'll speak it forth. And you'll see the circumstances bow their knee. We worship you. Holy God. We worship you today. Holy God. You are holy. We bow our knees this morning to the God of our Lord Jesus Christ. In whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. We bow our knee to Jesus Christ the first, the last, the same. For all eternity, we will praise your name. We will cast our crowns at your feet, Lord Jesus. The King of kings and the Lord of lords, we worship you. We honor you. And we count it a privilege and an honor to serve you daily. Oh, Spirit of God, we desire to be vessels of honor, sanctified and useful for the Master, prepared for every good work ahead. Use us individually. Use our families, use this church corporately to exalt the name of Jesus and advance His kingdom in the days ahead. Strengthen, Lord God, 
our hands to do your work in the days ahead. We love you. We love you. Just express your love to him. Jesus, I love you. I thank you for all that you have done for me. redeemed us out of the hand of the enemy. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. You may be seated. I want to read to you um, this morning's devotion. If you don't get this devotional, you need to. It says it's entitled, And All These Things Were More Than Conquerors. If you conclude that your best days are over, they are. If you think they're ahead, they are. After losing his job with the Fortune 500 company, Leonard was fearful and depressed. Then it occurred to him that if he gave up, gave up what would he be teaching his son If he didn't overcome his challenges, his son would learn to let his challenges beat him. Leonard was determined to show him that although his dad got knocked down, he could get back up. So he dug out his resume, called his friends to tell him he needed a job. Several months and many interviews later, he had four job offers and now works for a company that values his talent. When harvesting potatoes, Idaho farmers would sort them out according to size, small, medium, and large Puzzled, a neighbor who didn't follow this practice made more money than the rest. Puzzled, a neighbor asked, what's your secret? Simply replied, I load my wagon, take the roughest road to town. During the trip, the small potatoes fall to the bottom, the medium ones settle in the middle, and the big potatoes rise to the top. The same is true of people. On the bumpy road of life, big potatoes rise to the top. John Gordon says, regardless of the adversity you face, your purpose must be greater than your challenges. Instead of focusing on the coronavirus, no, it says, instead of focusing on your problems, focus on your purpose. Instead of seeing yourself as a victim, see yourself as a hero. Heroes and victims both get knocked down, but heroes get back up. And armed with faith, they create a positive future. I don't care how big a church I have, but I do not want to pastor little taters. I want big potatoes. Doing much for the kingdom. You better watch it in the days ahead. The hand of God is on your life. And it's important that you draw near to those who can mentor you and lead you and help you make decisions for a while. Be very careful of the voices that you're listening to. Listen to the voice of the good shepherd. Don't follow the voice of a stranger. For God has plans for you. So don't look at what you don't have. Look at what you do have.
I told the guys, I said, this can be different today. God is moving. And I do not want to miss out on anything. You want to say something now? <laughs> let, me, let, let me collect myself. He'd asked me to share a few things. I was supposed to go last, but I'll go now. Quickly, we got two books in. I told you about The Hiding Place. Um, These are $10. History is important because it helps us know what happened in the future and that they made it. If you want to read about a real hero in faith that went through every test and trial, get this book. It will inspire your faith. The other one is, this one's 12 Uh, How You Can Be Led by the Spirit of God. I think it's one of the best books ever written because it tells you how to hear scripturally and accurately from the Father and the Spirit of God. Very important. Okay. In January and February of 2019, I kept getting the word when I prayed, March. March. Something is going to happen in March. I knew March was going to be a month that would be significant, but I didn't know specifically. And you say, well, why doesn't God tell you specifically? Sometimes I think he thinks it's just too much for us. And we can't accurately see sometimes the things he's going to do, and we would probably just get in the way. But I knew March, March was going to be significant. And Something was going to happen that would be important. And God kept telling me, March, March. Well, obviously, everybody should realize in March of 2019 was the flood. And I kept getting the scripture in Isaiah 43, 18 and 19. It says, do not remember the former things nor consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. So I believe in March of 2019, That happened for our church. God began to do a new thing. And obviously, what was happening, that was happening in the natural, but for us, it was a beginning of something that was happening spiritually. And God knew what he was doing. Now, God did not bring the destruction of the flood. For us to comprehend the magnitude of the flood that hit Nebraska was uncomprehensible. And you had to see it to believe it. But now God did not bring the destruction. The enemy brings the destruction. But from the flood, God brought the restoration. God brings the restoration from the destruction. Then for months, I just couldn't get past the scripture in Jeremiah 12, 5. And if you've been here, I talked about this all year last year. It's the scripture that says, if you have run with the footmen and they have wearied you, then how can you contend with the horses? In other words, man, you better get tough now because it's going to get more intense later. And if in the land of peace they wearied you, how will you do in the floodplain? Now, floodplain refers to the thicket or the obstacles. 
And it says, if in the land of peace they worried you, how will you get through the floodplain? There's two ways to get through the floodplain. You have to trust in God. You can't get through the thickets on your own, but until without the help of God, but you have to have the will within yourself to get through the obstacles. It, you can't just go with the flood. You have to have the will to get through the obstacles. Then in September of 2019, last year, I was walking across the parking lot from about the fellowship this way, and just in my spirit, the still small voice, it talks about it in here, that still small voice in here told me, said, by March of next year, you will not recognize the church. Now, in our natural, we take a word, that was a word from God. But what we do naturally is usually we make a sentence or a paragraph from what God is saying. And of course, my thought was we would not recognize this church right here. And it was beyond my imagination. I understood that. But, by, but it was nothing. March 2020 was nothing that I would have recognized. And I believe it wasn't just talking our church. He's talking the kingdom of God, the church worldwide. We would not recognize the church at that point. And that's when God really started stepping in. The prophets started speaking about we're in entering into a new era. Of course, I was just thinking about the church, not God, what God was doing worldwide. And most likely God only gives us bits and pieces at a time because it's all that we have the ability to comprehend. Now this year, the scripture I've had, and I'm going to read it, it's in Psalm 46. I've read it to you before. I'm going to read the whole scripture. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear. That's a great way to start. Even though the earth be removed, the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though the Though its waters roar and be troubled, what happened to us last year when the waters roared and tro- were troubled is what's happening in the spiritual realm across this nation this year. Though its waters roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with swelling, there is a river whose streams make glad the city of God. If you study that, that is a river of supply. If you stay with God, he will make sure you're taken care of. So that when the enemy brings destruction, God brings restoration. There's a river whose stream shall make glad the city of God, the holy place of the dwelling of the most high God. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God shall help her just at the break of dawn. The nations raged and the kingdoms moved. That's what's going on right now. The nations are raging. But he uttered a voice and the earth melted The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Come and behold the works of the Lord. He has made desolations in the earth. That is better translated as astonishing, terrific events. Who God has made will make astonishing, terrific events in the earth, such as destroying evil. He makes wars to cease to the end of the earth. He breaks the bow and cuts the spear in two. He burns the chariot in the fire. Be still 
and know that I'm God. That's the scripture I have not gotten past all year. Just be still and know that I am God. And my thinking was he was talking to me, just shut up and be still and listen to me. What in the kingdom thinking, what that scripture is talking about is regardless of what the nations do, regardless of what's going on, the turmoil and the strife, God's saying that he's the supreme judge and he's going to speak peace over the earth. And it's going to happen. And he's going to speak to the nations and say, be still and know that I'm God. And then he goes on to say, I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. That's where we are right now. We are on the verge of that beginning to happen. Now, so many times, we just don't real. We start, what he was speaking we start to look at the natural. And I really have to be careful when I go out because I have just lately, I just am agitated and angry because I, when I go out, I'm looking at the bondages and the fear and it just does something to me on the inside. So I have to really focus at just looking at God, looking at my flowers, staying at peace. And it took about a dollar <laughs> Anyway, everywhere I go, it's just so I just am better off just staying home and looking at the word of God, okay? We have, you are, I am a spirit being. We have a soul, that's our mind, will, and emotions. We live in a body. Our human body has eyes and ears. Our spirit man has eyes and ears. We have to choose which ones we're going to look through. We need, right now, we need to be looking through the eyes of the spirit man and listening to that because you can hear all this garbage. You can hear about, Scott was telling me what's happening to Christians in China. You can see what's going on in Portland and California. You get on the internet and you read about the pedophilia and the sickness in this nation it just grieves your heart or it should but God's going to be exalted God's going to have the final say and we have to see that through the eyes of faith Look in your Bibles at Luke 16, because I want to give you the word that I got this morning, and then I want to, I won't give you the whole message that I have. I could go a number of different directions, but I do want to give you what I believe is a rhema word, and it's at Luke chapter 16, and it's in verse 14. It says, Now the Pharisees who were lovers of money also heard all these things, and they derided him. And he said to them, You are those who justify yourselves before man, but God knows your hearts. For what is highly esteemed among men is an abomination in the sight of God. Now listen to verse 16. The law and the prophets were until John. Since that time, the kingdom of God has been preached. And everyone is what? And everyone is what? Pressing into it. And that's what I want you to see. In the days ahead, 
you and I are going to have to be more aggressive about serving Jesus. More aggressive. When I was young, I was very timid, insecure. And then I got saved. I got filled with the Spirit of God. I married her. (laughs) God set us on course for the days ahead. And I've learned... You know, there's times, and I, I really, I like what you said today because I, I looked at Abe before service and I said, sometimes, you know, I, I can be fearless. A Christian should be that way. And Abe said, you know, when I'm on the radio every day, he says, I'm that way too. I'm fearless. But he says, you can't be reckless. And I really, it just hit a chord with me. Fearless but not reckless. Amen? So you got to be fearless, and you have to have that, that mindset come hell or high water. That's why, Ron, I like war movies. I like to watch men fight. Men's men. Strong men. I'm not drawn to weak people. Now, that doesn't mean, you know, I see, I can see someone... And, and I see the gift and I see the potential and they just, you, it just takes time. It took time for God to do a work in me. And he's still doing a work. Well, you don't need to say amen. You, he's doing a work in all of us. He, we're all works in progress. Some days I have a great day. Then there's some days I say something, do something. I think, you idiot. But we're going to have to be aggressive. And and I like this in my Bible, it says, about conflict in the kingdom. It says, Jesus declares the, the advance of the kingdom of God is the result of two things, preaching and pressing in. He shows the gospel of the kingdom must be proclaimed with spiritual passion. And I'm not going to be braggadocious, but I've got passion. And I believe you got passion. All God's children got passion. They should. In every generation, believers have to determine whether they will respond to this truth with sensible minds and sensitive hearts. To overlook it will bring a passivity that limits the ministry of God's kingdom to extending the terms of truth and love, that is, teaching or educating and engaging in acts of kindness. Without question, we must do these things. However, apart from, number one, an impassioned pursuit of prayer, number two, confrontation with the demonic, number three, expectation of the miraculous, and number four, a burning heart for evangelism. The kingdom of God makes little penetration in the world. You got to have those elements. So we've got we've got to be in the days ahead a little more aggressive. Fearless but not reckless. I'll jump ahead. Look at um 
Look at Ephesians 4. I'll give you the introduction and then I'll let you go. You know, I I encourage you in the days ahead, you're going to hear a lot of things about what other churches are doing. Just keep focused on what God's calling us to do. Don't get offended. Don't get judged. I have to be careful because there's a prophetic side of me. And I see something that's so stupid, I get angry. My wife's the same way. She disrupted Dollar General. If you want to know the story, you can talk to her later, but it wasn't pretty. (laughs) In Ephesians 4, it says in verse 11, And he himself, and he himself, or Jesus, say Jesus, gave some to be apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers, Why did he give apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers for the equipping of the saints? I'm a saint. Are you a saint? For the work of ministry, for the edifying or the building up of the body of Christ till we all come to the unity of the faith and to the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Now, let me read that from the message translation. He says this. He handed out gifts above and below, filled heaven with his gifts, filled the earth with his gifts. He handed out gifts of apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher to train Christians in skilled servant work. Working within Christ's body, the church, until we're all moving rhythmic, rhythmic, rhythmically and easily with each other, efficient and graceful in response to God's Son, fully mature adults, fully developed within and without, fully alive like Christ. Now, I gave you that scripture. I was listening to Dutch Sheets the other night, and, and he, it, it opened up the scripture. Because the Bible says we're all to come to be a perfect man or a mature man to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. That's the word. But we will never achieve the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ without the apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher. Read what's ahead of that. And there's a paradigm shift going on right now. And this is, this is the difference between and and because the church generations in the past years in the past who's the primary individual speaking the word of god or recognize it's the pastor of a church but if you don't recognize the apostle the prophet the evangelist the pastor teacher you and i will never achieve the fullness of christ we'll never become the perfect man or the mature body that we should be. This church recognizes the office of the apostle, the prophet, the evangelist, the pastor and teacher. And and that's what's so important right now. <clears throat> I've never watched YouTube more this year than I never 
you know me, Facebook. I've been on YouTube, but I'm very selective on what I listen to. And some of you have been good about telling me in the early early days here, the last few months, who to listen to. Dutch Sheets is one. Hank Pop, Prophet Hank Kuhneman's one. Um, Dutch Sheets' brother's good. And there's there's a number. Who else have we been listening? You know who Randall Gant's roommate was at Christ for the Nations Bible School? Dutch Sheets. But he made this statement, and that's why it's so important right now we're listening. Look at Mark 1. Mark chapter 1. Now, you you won't get mad if I say this, will you? I have always been very sensitive to your time. If I tell you I'm going to preach 30 minutes, I preach 30 minutes. I'm not going to hold you here. I will, I, my goal is to never go beyond the anointing. Do you understand what I'm saying? As long as the anointing and the Spirit of God is present, we continue. So I'm, I'm giving you a warning, and not necessarily today, but in the days, weeks, months ahead, our services are going to get a little longer. Worship is going, might be a little longer. We might come and just worship. Osman would like that, wouldn't he? He's a worshiper. So just be sensitive. And it's real important that you deal with your heart's attitude before you walk through those front doors on a Sunday morning. I said it last week, and I'll say it today, just to get the religious spirit out of you. Get your poop in a group before you walk through those front doors. In other words, pray before. Pray on the way to church. Pray at home. If if you and your wife have been fighting, then just make up. Amen? Come to church with the right heart's attitude. Can I say one more thing and you won't get mad? Don't be late. I'm going to pause and be quiet with that one so it sinks in. Don't be late. It's very disrespectful. You want the Spirit of God to move. Don't be late. Lonnie, I bet your daddy would agree with me. Yeah, his daddy was a preacher. Mark 1. The beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, as it is written in the prophets, Behold, I send my messenger before your face, who will prepare your way before you. The voice, everyone say voice. The voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. Now, let me give you this. It's a paragraph. Just listen to this. I've gotten so I write down central truth in a lot of things. Central truth means it's central. It's important. Listen to what I'm going to say to you. Whenever God gets ready to do anything in the earth, 
He always speaks through his apostles and prophets to prepare his church. Before God gets ready to do anything in the earth, he always speaks through his apostles and prophets to prepare his church. Now listen, the church and the individual believer in the church must listen for the common message that is being delivered. The common message being spoken by the apostle and prophet. Listen for the common message that is being delivered so it can prepare you to move forward and accomplish kingdom business. I'll read it once more. Whenever God gets ready to do anything in the earth, he always speaks through his apostles and prophets to prepare his church. The church and the individual believer must listen for the common message that is being delivered so it can prepare to move forward and accomplish kingdom business. That is why Kathy and I will go over. A good teacher will do this. Beth would agree. You go over it and over it and over it and over it and over it again because sometimes you and I will be listening and we're not really listening. Each believer has a part to play in this end-time revival. Everyone here, and I was going to do it, but for the sake of time, I was going to make everyone you stand up and I was going to get in your face and tell you, you got a part to play in this end-time revival. Each believer has a part to play in this end-time revival, so his spiritual ears, say spiritual ears, must be open to hear what the Holy Spirit is speaking and then follow through with obedient actions. See, you're not going to go anywhere until you have the revelation. That's why you need to read the book, How to Be Led by the Spirit of God, that you are a spirit being. God is a spirit. You are a spirit being. I learned this at Bible school. I'll never forget. I can still remember the, the teacher. His name was Ken Stewart. And I was sitting there, just a young, ignorant Methodist boy. I wasn't even a good Methodist. And I heard him say, if you could take your spirit out of your body, it would have hands, feet, ears, a mouth, eyes. See, there's a spirit man. And it's important that you listen with your spiritual ears in the days ahead. Yeah, you know, I got a friend, and he's a Vietnam vet, and... and, um, He's had cancer. He was exposed to Agent Orange. And, you know, he's had a hot, lot of issues, you know, a lot of issues, mental, physical. But he's, he's very hard of hearing, and he has to wear hearing aids. And I can go into his place of business, and I can walk right up because usually his nose is down doing the puzzle. And by the time he looks up, I am standing right there looking at him. And this is what he'll do. And that's a good place where the body of Christ is going to be. When the Spirit of God is speaking and the body of Christ is like, like this. If you're not listening with your spiritual ears. My wife says I have selective hearing. What's that mean? Man. What's that mean? We hear what we want to hear. 
I could say a few things too, but this end time revival will also be love. <laughs> and I'm still, Carl, working on that. <laughs> Jesus cast out demons that cause physical deafness. And there's a prophetic application to this too. God the Father wants to, his people to hear in the natural realm, but he also wants us to stand up. He also wants us to hear in the spiritual realm. I want you in the days ahead coming prayed up, ready to worship. Abe said, and Abe said, weren't listening, were you? You're hearing what the Spirit's saying. I want you to come prayed up, ready to hook up. Because I'm going to give you a forewarning. You're never going to, don't put, you can't put God in a box. And don't even try. But come expecting God to move. Come expecting the gifts of the Spirit. Come expecting the gift of prophecy. Come expecting healing. And I had a, she knows, I've, I've had health issues through the years. I've had to deal with stuff, just like some of you, and it's affected my feet where it's hard for me to walk. <laughs> and I was standing, standing right here, and I know it was the Spirit of God, and he said, blessed are the feet of them that preach the gospel. Oh, don't give me that. Blessed are the feet of them that preach the... So my feet are blessed. So what I got to do every day? Feet, you're blessed. See, I have to do it, work at it just like you. So come prepared. Does everyone here know Jesus? Let me see your hands if Jesus Christ is your personal Lord and Savior. Okay. Anything else you want to say? Yes, thank you. Yeah. Micah came last night. He had a friend that, or he had an acquaintance that's a year older that had cancer and was in remission. But now he got, he read me the text and it broke my heart because now they found tumors on his back, on his spine. What else? The, the doctor said it was incurable. His name is Derek Johnson. And so we're going to pray for him. There's good, good service this morning with the anointing to pray. I don't know his spiritual state. You don't either, do you? Father, in the name of Jesus, this young man that the doctors say there's no hope for. First of all, we pray, Lord God, his heart be softened to the gospel of Jesus Christ. We loose labors into Derek's life in this hour to present the good news, and we thank you that his heart is softened in good ground to receive that word. And Father, we bind up cancer in Jesus' name. We bind up the spirit of death and the spirit of fear and torment, and we loose life and health and healing upon Derek. 
Lord, we loose your peace upon him. And Lord, we thank you for manifesting your goodness and mercy for he and his family and all the medical professionals that are working with him in this hour. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Anyone here need prayer for your physical body? Yeah. Okay. He is you know, is saved, or do you know for sure? Okay, well, but you you know that he's born again at one time. You think? Okay, okay. Well, that's good then. Even if even if you're you know backslidden, you die, you're going to heaven. Well, I got awful quiet. I, God's a God of mercy. So let's. What's his name? Jason. Father, we we rebuke and bind up the spirit of death over Jason in the name of Jesus. We lose healing and health in that hospital room right now. Spirit of God, come upon him. Lord, we lose that healing and strength and recovery, Father. Lord, we plead and ask you, Lord God, for a miracle for him this day. We, In Jesus' name, and God's people said, Amen. Amen, amen. We're going to see miracles in the days ahead. We're going to receive an offering, and that's miraculous. Amen. If you need an envelope for your giving, if you want to sit down long enough. God dealing with you? God's God's dealing with all of us. Amen. The dry bones are rattling. They're coming together. The body's coming together to do the work of the ministry. What a wonderful time to be alive on the face of the earth. Thank you, Holy Spirit. For ministering to us today the living word of the Father. Help us, Lord, to obey that word. We'll talk next week. There's two kinds of hearing. There's hearing, but then there's hearing, which implies hearing and submitting and understanding and obeying. So there's two different kinds of hearers. I had a big message planned. Amen. Anything else? God bless you. Have a... A good week because you're an overcomer. Amen.